Hi, I'm Briggs Cider, and I'm 10 years old. My favorite camp cider memory was making bottle rockets and launching them. I'll tell you what, 10-year-old boys are my favorites. That is my nephew, Briggs. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 73 of Exactly Enough Time. This podcast is about being present. It is also about playful creativity and other things like curiosity, happy colors, and connection. I am a storyteller and I love to interview interesting people and talk about what they do and why they do it. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. It really is true that I love 10-year-old boys. In case you don't know, I have four sons and one daughter. My sister Shanda has four daughters and one son, and you just heard from him. I am going to talk to my sister Shanda today on the podcast. She is a remarkable human being. She loves ice cream so much. She is a nurse. She worked in hospice nursing for many years before she became a mother. She's raising a family with her husband, John. They have five children, Lucy, Liberty, Briggs, Zindi, and Annie. You guys, for years, Shanda has been creating a phenomenal experience for her kids during summer. So a few episodes back, I got to visit with my sister Darcy and we talked about school at home because everybody is home or we have been. And now today we're going to talk to my other sister, not about school at home, but about summer camp at home. I want to help you learn from Shanda about how to create a more intentional summer. I think you're going to come away with some really amazing ideas. So before I jump into my conversation with Shanda, I just want to acknowledge that this podcast is growing. There are more and more of you listening to it, and that is such an exciting idea. So if you are new to Exactly Enough Time, welcome. Welcome and thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. That is something that I take very seriously and I'm so grateful that you are here. I love that you're sharing this podcast with your friends, that you're, you take the time to rate, um, rate what I'm doing on iTunes or leave me a review. All of those efforts are greatly appreciated. Okay, so in case you don't know already, episode 77 is coming up. And that's kind of a big deal, and you would have to go back and listen to episode 7 to know why. But I will tell you this much, that episode 77 is going to be a Q&A session with me. This means that you get to pick the topics. You get to decide what I'm going to talk about by asking me questions. You can ask any kind of questions. I promise, I'm going to take them all. You can 
visit stacyjulian.com, go to the podcast page, click into any episode, and on the sidebar, you'll see an orange button. You click there and you can send me an audio message. It's called a speak pipe. You can email me, stacy at stacyjulian.com, or find me on social media, Instagram at stacyjulian, S-T-A-C-Y-J-U-L-I-A-N. Let me hear your questions so that as I put this episode together, it can include you. Wouldn't that be fun? I think so. All right, you guys, this episode called Camp Cider is my sit down, my interview with my own sister, all about a summer camp at home that she's been creating for her children for several years. And I'm going to let you hear all about it from her. But I just want to, because she loves ice cream, I want to let you know that I have little sound bites from each of her kids. And when you hear the ice cream truck music, right, then you know that you're going to get a a genuine testimonial about today's topic. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Okay, listen, I'm so delighted to have on the line with me or on the line on the show with me today, my sister Shanda. You guys, Shanda, here's my story, Shanda. I guess I should let you say hi first. Hi, Shanda. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Okay, here's my story. So I am 14 years older than Shanda. Shanda was born on Memorial Day in 1979. Is that true? Okay. So I was, this is kind of crazy. I was with my good friend, Amy, since my mom was at the hospital, our mother was at the hospital giving birth. I was with the Whitman family and I don't remember what we were doing, but we were driving around and we, both of us were in the back of the station wagon, no seatbelts. You know, we're just back there bouncing up and down. It's Memorial Day. My mom just had a baby. So we're singing, it's a memorial baby over and over again. So giddy, laughing till it hurt. I was so excited to, you know, get home. Dad would come pick us up and we'd go to the hospital and I'd get to meet my new baby sister. Now, here's where it gets kind of cool. That friend that I was with, Amy, now is your neighbor near Kansas City, Kansas, right? Yep. Isn't that crazy? Like she totally grew up with me and is my age. And obviously she's much older than you are as well. But I just think that's so fun. So so Shanda, you guys, I live in Washington state. Shanda lives in Kansas City. So I was the last of five, youngest of five children. And then when I moved to Kansas City, I, not too long after I had my last baby, my fifth baby. And I didn't really know anyone, very many people here besides um, people in our church congregation. And so sweet Amy, who I didn't know had a connection with you, was the one person that I felt comfortable asking if she would watch my children while I went to the hospital. And come to find oh, out. Kidding. She was with me when my youngest was born and she was with you when I was born. So this what? small world, I just love that part of it. So. I don't think I knew that. That's crazy. Okay, see, that's such a fun way to start. <laughs> I'm five years old, and my favorite thing about Camp Cider is homemade soap with animals inside of it. So I'm just thinking about all the moms and grandmas, families, parents out there who honestly have been home with their kids. They've probably had some role in homeschooling over the last couple of months. And now school's finally wrapping up, you know, across the country. 
but we're not looking at this summer that's filled with public swimming pools and theme parks and, you know, splash pads. It's, it's going to be very different. And so I thought Shanda kind of knows Shanda of her own accord, you know, created this really fun at home experience. That's the equivalent of a summer camp. I mean, how many times have I said to you, I'm going to just send Addie your way <laughs> this summer and she can go to Camp Cider because anyway, so I want to just start right there. That's my introduction, but why don't you tell us what is Camp Cider? Okay, I will, but before I get started, what you said was really interesting. Um, with COVID-19, I remember I saw a meme that said, it was it said titled Introvert, and it said, I've been preparing for this my whole life. And when you <laughs> said that about people, you know, all the different things they normally do in summer, and um, now they really can't, I, I have to smile because why we started this was probably my introvertness. Um, when we when we first moved to Kansas City, we were new, and so and it was summer, and we met some friends, and they said go to this art camp. And so my two oldest, so I had um, probably a second grader and a kindergartner, and then um, I had two little ones, well three little ones. Um, and so it was Monday through Thursday for three hours each day, and was a lot of money and I drove them 20 minutes to get there and then I would turn around and drive 20 minutes home. And then I'd hurry nurse my baby and then I would hop in the car and go back and get them. And I remember thinking, this is not summer. This is exhausting. Like school year is when I have to get in and out of the car, in the car. Summer is supposed to be when I'm not on a schedule. I have to be here. Everyone get your shoes on, and especially moms with young kids. You know, it's sometimes yeah. you feel like all day long, get your shoes and get in the car. This is supposed yeah. to be fun. Well, I realized that wasn't for us. And I went, I wanted to do summer camp. I could do my own summer camp that I can control and do those fun things, especially when we went to the art camp and it was nice, but I, I remember we got in the car and before I probably get into this, you have to realize that I'm my dad's daughter. So okay. I see things with dollar signs, Stacy, right? Am I right? <laughs> yes. um, and I kept, yes. I remember driving home thinking for over $400, I could go to Hobby Lobby and have a shopping spree, you know, and right. I want to do these things with my kids. So yeah. that's kind of how it got started. Um, yeah, that was the that was the genesis of Camp Cider. Yeah. So how many summers have you counted? How many years or summers have you been doing it now? This is our sixth summer. And so don't you generally start with a theme? Is that true? Is that kind of how you like each year? Now you know you do it. But how do you know what it's going to look like? Talk to me about like how you come up with the ideas, the inspiration, the theme each year. Yeah, so usually we have a theme and that kind of narrows the focus. So it's easier to generate ideas. So maybe before I dive into, I'll kind of give you an idea. So the first summer we did around the world in a in one summer. Was it okay? Around the world in one summer. Um, and so I picked kind of each continent and did um, a country from each continent. And so that whole week, so let's say we did Peru. So we did our neighbor next door is from Peru. So they came and she made Peruvian food for us. And we learned about that. And we learned about hmm. the flag and the culture and the Amazon. And did you know that Peru has, you know, it has the um, rainforest and it has the beaches and it has Machu Picchu, the mountains. I mean, just, we just learned about different things there from tourist things to just the culture, you know, and the food. And yeah. so that was different each week. And so then each year there's something like that. So there's themes and then some years we break it up into weeks. So I want to interrupt you right here and just say, so you, you said weeks. So how long is Camp Cider? Maybe I don't even know that. Does it run the whole, like what, eight or 10 weeks or is it like three or four in the middle or is it different every year? It's about the same every year and that we try to do our kickoff the weekend 
um, when school gets out. We usually do it every, I kind of get the calendar out and say, okay, how many weeks are in the summer? Um, yeah. Knowing that, you know, one or two weeks, we will be on a family vacation, but usually it's between eight and 10 weeks. Wow. And so that allows for a lot of variety. Um, yeah. You know? So, um, okay. and as far as like, how do I come up with the themes? Is that what yeah. you asked, Stacey? Yeah, that was, um, yeah. You know, I have to be just really authentic here and say that it, it is something that I pray about and something that I, I kind of really evaluate what, what does my family need? What fun things, what are appropriate for their age group? Things that yeah. I want to, usually a lot of times it's what I want to learn about and I want them to learn about. My brain just fires with the ideas and, I, and there's certain things I've come up and I really want to do, but I know they're not the right timing, right? Um, a huh. couple years ago, I had one idea and I just felt like, eh, but I feel like, um, and as I changed gears, I got more energy and enthusiasm. And I feel like the other idea was great, but for my kids at that time, this was a better theme. Um, so you sometimes you've had an idea for a general theme, but then when you go to fill in the the details, it doesn't feel right. And so you kind of put it on the back burner. And so you know yeah. you have the right idea when all the ideas trickle down from that main theme, basically. Yeah. And then it just feels like Stacey has talked about when you're in your um, line of work, when things just start, you know, you said you can't turn off your brain. That's how yeah. I feel like with Camp Center, just ideas and I get excited yeah. and I want to learn about this stuff. So yeah. Okay. So now, and this is not a question I even told you I would ask, but now I'm curious, what is the theme this summer for 2020? So 2020 big reveal was um, 50 states in 50 days. So oh. we, I have gotten a little bug for travel, um, but okay. we are not necessarily in a situation be traveling the world right now. And right. I remember I talked to our sister Darcy and she was saying, talking about Yellowstone and how she said Yellowstone actually is mainly tourists from other countries. And it kind of dawned on me, people around the world come here. Just like I want to go to Europe or Asia, people come right. here. And that yeah. there's so much beauty here. And we live smack dab in the middle of the country. Yes, and so I thought we need to learn about all the states around us. And then that would lead to future, hopefully future road trips. And we can start visiting those places because truly we live in a beautiful country. Okay. So now I'm wondering... Okay, so for this particular one, 50 states in 50 days, you must there must be some parallel organization to it. So by that, I mean, you must do the same thing maybe with each state each day? Yes. Like, so like, okay. they all have a different organization, you know, organization, but can be different variations, which works okay. with ages and our schedule this year. So we're doing 10 weeks because okay. everything got canceled. So we have a full 10 weeks. Um, wow. And there's five days a week, so 50, 50 days. Oh, um, yeah. And so okay. every day we do a state. Now, each state, let's say, uh, usually there's food involved because who doesn't love food, right? So, <laughs> right. for example, Tuesday's Illinois. So we're going to make deep dish Chicago pizza, right? And Nabisco's oh. from there. So we'll probably go get Nabisco or Twinkies because mm -hmm. both of those are from Illinois, right? And who doesn't want to try those? Um, usually there's, I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my brain here, like um, Delaware has the, the Monster Mile where the Dover Raceway is. And so, okay. man, that's race cars. Let's build a racetrack that day. So using my ideas can be kind of a stretch I or, see. you know, it doesn't have to be that we're in Delaware, just something that'll kind of learn about that. And then, hey, why not build a racetrack, right? So yeah, why not? Like, <laughs> each day, well, each day, like we'll talk about for sure the national parks and places we want to visit, hotspot, okay. tourist attractions. Um, I'd love to do history. I'm trying yeah. to think of the name right now, you know, especially right now, um, about a guy that, um, you know, that participated in the Underground Railroad and saved like 2000 slaves, right? Things like that. 
so I love to learn the history and um, famous people from there is yeah. interesting. And that can be things serious, like um, politicians. I mean, we've been studying the East Coast. So, hey, you know, um, Thomas Jefferson was from here. But it can also be like we we learned that Meg Ryan was from one of the states. And so we watched You Got Mail, you know. So okay. Like my kids had never seen that movie and they didn't know who Meg Ryan was. Where to me, that's an actress from my day. And I want them to know who these people are, you know. Oh, so interesting. it doesn't have to be serious. It can be serious, but it can be just fun pop culture like that. So logistics, logistics, because now my brain's going seriously. Like you have to have, you don't have to, you've chosen to do this, but are you just on Wikipedia every night till 11 p.m. trying to find what to do the next day? Or how do you organize yourself? Like on Saturday or Sunday, are you looking ahead at the week and just kind of picking the, the, the kind of the main activities you'll do? To be totally honest, this time, <laughs> in the past, I, always, I mean, if Christmas over and you think, oh, I'm done. Usually yeah. January, I start with my theme and what I'm thinking. Um, so you're so doing start, months. Yeah, you've been planning yeah. for months then. But it's something that's fun. It's not dreadful yeah. work, but it's something that's fun. Um, yeah. I started in, I think, January, February. I remember when I took my daughter to gymnastics, I started researching states. Okay. Um, and then COVID-19 hit and I had people with me 24-7. And right. so... I enlisted the help of my 14 year old daughter, Lucy, which yeah. has been awesome. I have felt a little pull because I'm like, this is my thing that my service I give to my children. This is one of my love language to show them. I love them is to plan this, but yeah. it's so neat to watch her want to be involved. And she gets excited and she's, um, I probably got maybe 20 of the States done. And then she wow. started taking over the research and she loves it. And it's probably interesting. So she's and so then she'll me. come to you and say, hey, I have this idea for Texas or I have this idea for Arizona. Or we were just collaborating on the couch um, before you called just kind of the, the states for this week. We need to order a thing on Amazon. Do we need to run to the grocery store? And then what yeah. activities or crafts are we going to do that go along with these things? Hi, my name is Lucy Sider and I'm 14 and my favorite part about Camp Sider is being in on the secret for the past two years. And so that actually is another question I have. I hope we're not all over the place now, but so just, you know, not just this year, but a kind of across your, your six years of experience, are there certain general things you're looking for maybe crafts, like you already mentioned food, you're looking for just activities like build a racetrack. So share some of that. Like, do you kind of have categories when you start to plan this? you know, you talked about going to Hobby Lobby, like talk to me, talk to me about the, the different general categories of activities that you plan. But I'm going to back up for one second, and just tell you kind of yeah. it's only six years. So my first okay. was around the world. And I kind of explained that. Um, yeah. The next one was blast off and, you know, out, having an out of world experience. So we talked about space. So astronauts and star week and moon week and gas giants week and um, sun and earth, you know, and so there's, we did crafts with those things. We learned a lot. I didn't know very much. I was surprised how much I learned about um, just space in general. Um, yeah. But like, you know, for zoo, we, for the Earth Week, we went to the zoo. And for, okay. uh, we went to the Cosmosphere. So there's usually a field trip, lots of crafts, food that would maybe go along with it. Like the moon, we ate the Oreos and the different shapes of the moon oh, phases. There's always things like that. So there's different things. But then the next one was um, turning time back to the good old days, which was one of my oh. favorites. And that being... Okay. I knew I would have a little toddler. And so it was going to be a little tricky. And okay. so I allowed myself to have whole weeks. So the whole week was crocheting, let's say. So I wanted them to learn some of the lost arts, things that oh. um, maybe we don't 
I see people do it. People don't cook from scratch anymore. Um, sewing, soap yeah. making. Um, and then candles. I actually, I think this is when you dipped candles and you made pie yeah. from scratch yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. I remember and this. From grandma and grandpa, I said, what are the things, you know, and mom and dad said, well, we played jacks, you know, and um, oh. they talked about leather making and hopscotch and just all these different things that they were reminiscing. I thought these are things that my kids haven't ex- I mean, been exposed to, you know, even just checkers, not that many yeah. people play checkers anymore. Um, right. So I did from my childhood and then also from grandma and grandpa. Um, yeah. so, but that one I knew, okay, I don't know that I can every day have a set thing because with a toddler in our schedule that summer, we've had different things going on. I thought, okay, I need to give myself a little break. So right. we did crocheting and I listed friends, uh, a friend that crochets came and taught him. And then every day we worked on it, but we could huh. work on it 20 minutes. We could work on it for two hours, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then like, and so that one was a little bit more flexible, but then yeah. the following year um, we did what's called weird science. So we did, you know, one week was human, bi- human biology. And then the huh. next one was physics and then geology. Each week had a different science. Wow. And um, you know, human biology, every, it was the cardiac system one day and the pulmonary system the next. And now granted the nurse in me, that was already, you know, kind of in my brain already, but yeah, I, that had a little bit more every single day. Okay. All of them had something every day, but like good old days was a little bit more flexible. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you kind of, and I'm, and I like what I'm hearing, which is cause I'm, I'm picturing a mom listening, going, okay, whatever. I have just been homeschooling my kids. Like I said, for two months and I'm totally exhausted and overwhelmed. And now you want me to create some crazy summer camp experience, yeah. <laughs> but you're, you've given yourself grace in the past, knowing that what your bandwidth was, you know, like with a little toddler. So you've been very careful to set it up in a way that you can make it happen without driving yourself crazy. Do you have like a, a tip or two for, um, you know, for moms that are like, gosh, this sounds fun. And I, and I didn't start back in January. So, you know, what do you say to someone that's like, I really would like to do this with my kids, even if they did it for, you know, two or three weeks out of the summer. I would say it doesn't have to be grand. I'm surprised. You know, I'll have some of my big kahuna things that I'm like, they're going to love. I mean, on Friday, it was crazy. And it was, we studied um, Michigan, which is where Kellogg's is from. And our big thing was we just went to Walmart and they got to choose, you know, those sugar cereals that are really dessert, not breakfast cereals. Yeah. And I never buy. They're <laughs> like $4 yeah. a box. I just <laughs> let them buy it. They, each got, they had a ball. Now that really took what, 30 minutes of our day total right. there and back. But right. it was memorable and it was something their mom would never do. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, the next day we can do something grand and it doesn't, not even the grand stuff. I'm surprised. Um, is not necessarily more memorable than just the time and that they love just to have something to look forward to. So even right. if it's 20 minutes, it's just a break in the day. When you said how to organize it. So like one week, one time it's the whole week, another one, it's something every day, but like, you know, last, last year food, we did, you know, make it from scratch Monday, test, t- taste test Tuesday, around the world Wednesday, thinking Thursday oh, and cool. create Friday. But that helped me organize my ideas. I'm like, okay, I just have to think of one, make it from scratch. Um, I got to yes. do this test. So let's get like six different apples and try them. Um, oh, okay. Let's find an cool. ethnic meal to make on Wednesdays. And then Thursdays we'll learn something to, you know, go on a field trip. We went to a chocolate yes. factory, right? And then Friday yes. just with individual kids. So what's your favorite meal? I'm going to have you go to the store, buy all the ingredients and make it with mom. So actually that day was not a plan for everybody. The kids had a plan, right? 
So each year is kind of different, like depending on if I feel like I have a lot of gusto if I'm like, you know, what, I need to slow down or this year we're going to hit it hard. It kind of gives us that, but I like mm-hmm. having, um, it gives us that leeway, sorry. But I like you, having a little bit, when you have a little bit more organization, it's easier to place, you, then you just have to fill in your ideas. Yeah, you have a framework. You basically set yeah. up the framework and then you just fill it in. That's what I wondered if that was, yeah, that's a really, that's really great advice. And that's something that like, you know, right. If someone doesn't have something planned, they can, they can <laughs> create a framework and, and, and do it this summer still. So, and I think I said, just do one week. So one week they say, we're doing science this week. And if you yeah. need, to, I don't mean to back on Pinterest, hop in and type in chemistry experiments. And I mean, all it's so easy, right? Baking soda and vinegar. And you've got one day right there with a, a right. volcano or I'm just, but, and it's, again, that might take a half an hour, but your kids, when you ask at the end of the day, what you did, all those other 16 hours, they'll say that half an hour of I made a volcano, right? And you're like, really? That was only half an hour. So, yeah. yeah. Listeners should not be picturing your kids are up and dressed at 9 a.m. and reporting to summer camp and the whistle blows. They should be picturing that like at some point during the day, you have this intentional plan, right? Of gathering people, your, your little people together and doing something that, that fits the theme for the summer. That's exactly it. So it could be at three in the afternoon. Okay, campsite at the table. Um, and you know what? If if it doesn't get done that day, there's Saturday. And if it doesn't get done, then you can do two things in one day. Yeah. Or you just bag it, right? Like yeah. this is not a summer camp that I'm paying someone else hundreds of dollars to do. This is for me to create memories with my children and to be a happy mom. So if I'm becoming an angry mom, resentful, we just don't do it. Like it's just not, that's yeah. not the point, right? Our failures, the things we've done that have failed. So like uh, last year, our theme was around food, glorious food. And so okay. one day was make it from scratch. Well, we tried to make homemade string cheese and it oh was a gosh. disaster beyond disaster. <laughs> we took out the salt and it was fat out of string cheese and it is disgusting. <laughs> Instead, they like put it hanging from their nose and we're hitting each other with it. And it was hilarious, right? Yeah. They, we don't care that whether or not we know how to make homemade string cheese, right? It was right. just doing something. In fact, the other day we tried to make homemade taffy. And again, mom did it too fast. And it, you know, it was sticky mess, but yeah. they don't care. They're just licking sugar off a spoon. right? So how do you coach yourself? Because I'm thinking about me and I'm pretty laid back actually, but how do you coach yourself down from uh, an expectation, something you envision that then crumbles in front of you? Do you have some little <laughs> internal dialogue, dialogue or you've just like over time realized it's not that big of a deal? Like, what do you think? How do you do that? I just know there's tomorrow again, right? So if I yeah. present something, I thought that they would be interested and they're kind of like, like some yeah. of the states, I find stuff interesting and yeah, you know, like I feel like, oh, they were kind of distracted. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, if I ha- I wanted to spend 20 minutes talking about something and three minutes into it, my five-year-old is off, then I just stop, right? It's just, this is not a have to, this is. It doesn't yeah. have to be a 100% transference to all of your offspring for it to be successful. <laughs> That's a very good way of putting it. And a lot of times, I would say my biggest takeaway is I don't know that they will remember everything they learned, right? right. They'll just remember their mom wanted to spend time with them. And I, I think for me, it means that I was deliberate. I was purposeful. So I, I was thinking about my friend Amanda and how she said her traditions growing up. She said, when I smell turf or I see bleachers, it just brings back memories because she spent, she was the youngest daughter of a bunch of older brothers and she spent her summers at soccer fields, you know? Yeah. 
that yeah. that's what her family did. And that's what brings her joy. And she talks about her family. I'm like, not everyone has to do a campsite or, but right. be deliberate in what you're doing. If that's something your family loves is to do sports or your family loves to hike or your family loves to do puzzles or watch movies, do it deliberate and have fun with it, right? Watch a different movie yeah. every day from something and just do it with confidence knowing you're doing something that your family can bond over and that's tradition for your family, I guess. I was going to ask you what, you know, what are the fruits, but I think you just, you just summed it up just that I love the way you just said, my kids won't remember, you know, any of the specifics, but they will remember that their mom wanted to spend time with them in the summer. Like that's powerful. Hi, I'm Zanny. I'm seven. My favorite campsite in Menly is sewing floppy the elephant. Can I tell you one other fruit? Um, yeah. Is exposure to different things like random stuff that we've learned about a country or about the space you know my daughter will say I'm you know I'm in history class and she said my teacher said something and I knew that already now does she remember every detail no but she she automatically yeah. knew and so there's some confidence in this exposure to so many different things it's it's kind of like you don't know about things you don't recognize them and then you learn about something you read a good book and all of a sudden uh -huh. you start to realize people you know quote it or it's just around you you know and so yeah. I love exposure to different things. Um, it creates awareness for your kids. Yeah. Like then all of a sudden yeah. they're more aware of just a bigger, yeah, a bigger world. And my daughter was saying, you know, I just feel more confidence. Like I'm not great at crocheting. I'm not great at embroidery now, but I've tried it in a safe spot. So now if I was at church and the activity there is to do that, I'm pretty confident. Like, okay, well, I know what this is, you know, like I can try it. Yeah. So yeah. there's that exposure to things in a safer environment. Maybe that sounds uh -huh. cliche, but no, it sounds awesome. Hi, my name is Liberty and I'm 12. Last year we went to the Chateau Milk Farm and it was one of my favorite memories of Camp Cider. Okay, so I'm listening to all these, all this crazy stuff you've done, which sounds so amazing and fun. So, and you've already talked about that you are very much cognizant of expenses, you know, money. So what's your budget? Like, how do you budget Camp Cider? Do you have any tips around that? I budget my life, right? But um, I definitely just don't like to spend money. So for me... Camp cider because I mean if you think how much you're paying for um going to a trampoline park or going to a camp somewhere and sending your kids to camp it's pretty expensive uh -huh. and so yeah. I feel like man if we the other day we studied Vermont and we went and got Ben and Jerry's ice cream and I got there and I'm like four dollars a thing and then I just had to say twenty bucks twenty bucks for yeah. a kid that's how much I'd pay maybe one or two hours for a kid to go to one or two right. hours of camp um right. when you think about this. You get the memories. All that you do, it really is so much cost-effective, not cheaper, <laughs> cost-effective yeah. than yeah. sending your kids. So even just to the pool, a public pool for the day, right? $12 yeah. to go swim, whatever. So um, I yeah. just have to remind myself, for someone, if you're like me who struggles to spend money at all, um, that this is my vacation. This is our vacation. Yeah. So shifting your perspective about what the value of what you're creating really is what it is what you're doing. So. Okay. Okay. I have one more question that I just thought of. I am a huge documenter. You know this. So have you done anything to document all these awesome, crazy memories you're making? I mean, I know you take pictures. Have you made videos or what are you doing to document this or have you yet? That is a great question for the sister of a scrapbooker who got none <laughs> of those genetic traits. Um, that's probably my one saving thing is that every Christmas, and this is probably, I would say my kid's favorite Christmas present is I do make one of those like Shutterfly or Snapfish books, yeah. uh, memory books. And it's 
we take the same picture every year. We, when we do the banner, we make a banner with the theme on it that hangs in our house. And okay. so it's got them every year. It's so cute to see the different years, but I make a book and it's got the front cover is that banner for the year. And okay. then I do the pages. And um, usually there's a note from me that I've typed up and it is, each one of them gets their own copy. And I fear because I'm not like you and I have not scrapbooked that they're going to wonder if they had a mom. But I feel like if they have this book, they'll remember that mom wanted so to be with them. That's awesome. So is the book about, it's pretty much about campsider. Or is it about it's, their whole year and the campsiders no, the cover? No, it's the it's just campsider for 2019 or whatever. And oh my they open those Christmas morning and they just sit and look and we just laugh and remember all the things. Um, okay, that's amazing. That's what are you talking about? That's the coolest documentation idea I've heard in a super long time. That's awesome. And in the show notes, I want a couple pictures. So you'll send me some pictures and we'll link to those. So if you guys want to see how cute her family is and how awesome these themed banners are, then you're going to have to come to, to stacyjulian.com and check it out. Okay. Is there just, do you want to wrap up with, like, is there a f super funny, maybe campsider story that you always tell over and over or that you crack up about or that's become an inside joke or I don't know, anything like that? Mm -hmm. We, we love to get a song. So this year's theme song is Tour of, Tour of the States by Brain Beats. Um, and it just, it's, it's a fun, of like kind of a rap song and it goes through all the different capitals in the States. Okay. Um, that's so fun. And then that becomes the backdrop as you're driving somewhere to do something. Yeah. And when, and we usually play it when I come out to introduce the theme. So last year, Lucy, my older, oldest had actually, um, spliced all the, a bunch of food songs together, together. So some Perry Grip songs and different songs about food. Oh, how funny. And then we got used to listening to that song. So yeah, I mean, you know, a theme song or just something that's fun. Like this year they got little cars, just right dollar match spot cars, but they, they grab yeah. their car and we drive on the map to the next state. Um, oh my gosh. That's so cool. Ugh. Shanda, I have two questions that I ask my guests at the end of a podcast. One of them is called people, places, things. So I want you to just tell me, and it can be more about campsite or it can be something unrelated, but tell me about a person a place or a thing that has your focus right now? Um, KonMari is back on my um, focus right now. As I've spent a lot of time in my home, I really want it to be a place of joy. And ah. so I am refocusing on making sure that- And when you say KonMari, it's the Marie Kondo book. It's the, yeah. right? In fact, I'm, she actually goes by KonMari now, but yes, I mean, she goes by oh. Yes, Marie okay. Kondo, right? Marie Kondo. Um, okay. is on my mind right now because um, we spend a lot of time in our home and I, we, I'm sure other people are feeling the same way. I've looked, looked at my walls a lot and kind of evaluating. Um, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of sadness in the world. What do I have control over? And I have control over my home and my family and the things that I surround myself with. And so I'm really evaluating maybe less is more and just, right. I think a lot of us have simplified and it's been uh -huh. great. I love it. Yeah. And so um, not just my possessions of what's sparking joy, though that is definitely part of it. Um, you know, I've always saved so many things think, thinking if we're ever stuck in our homes, what we do? Well, we, we just had that experience, right? What did I use right. and not use? Um, right. But also just in my life in general, now that I have a chance to go back and add things, what things am I going to add purposely because they'll bring joy? And what things should we maybe leave out? Because really they weren't bringing that much joy to my family. So that's if you said there's something on my mind right now, that is what I've been thinking about and focusing on. Wow. I love it. Okay. And the last question is, I have exactly enough time for, and then you fill in the blank. 
ice cream? <laughs> no, you're like, That's so funny because when I think of ice cream, which I like ice cream, but it's not like I really like ice cream. But when I think of ice cream or when I see ice cream, I think of you and I think of dad. I had to have exactly enough time for ice cream and a game of cards with my family. We love to play cards. I love that. And they go so well together. Ice cream and cards. <laughs> okay, you're the best. I love you. Love thank you, you thank you, thank you. Okay, I'm totally keeping her. And you can thank me for sharing her with you. <laughs> I love Shanda. She should totally be the big sister, the older sister with all the wisdom because she is such a fantastic person. So listen, and I had to cut um, quite a bit out of her conversation because she was my sister and I wanted to just keep talking to her. But I want to share one thing that I know I had to cut out was just this idea that, that you take one of these ideas even and adapt it to you. That's the very best thing that we can do is is this summer when so so much of what's going on in the world uh, is heavy and is uncertain and then unknown let's remember that the children either in our home or in our neighborhood or communities they need to be kids let's help them create some memories and do it in your own way that's truly the only way okay you guys thank you for listening Look ahead at the next several weeks and see if there aren't opportunities for you to be more intentional and to create happy memories with the people around you. I certainly hope you'll schedule some long walks when you can listen to me. I will be here. I'll be here next week with another episode of Exactly Enough Time. Wisconsin is where I gotta be. Yeah, then I'll take a plane to Well actually I'm afraid to fly, so I think I'll take the train. Let's go, go, go. Going to Trenton, New Jersey, Frankfurt, Kentucky. Maybe take a trip to Jackson, Mississippi. Let's see what they can show me. In Jefferson City, Missouri, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Denver, Colorado, Boise, Idaho. I love it every time that I go. In 1492, he sailed the ocean blue. But next week I'll see Columbus in Ohio. Grab a little sunshine in Tallahassee, Florida. Take a bite of a beach in Atlanta, Georgia. I've never been to Carson City.